The Bold and the Beautiful Cry Too by La Gringa Novelera Karen Kerbis Episode 1 An exotic sports car speeds through a winding desert road Close up on the stunning woman at the wheel Perfect cheekbones frame violet eyes Eyelashes money can't buy Hair so plentiful that she wears it up and down at the same time Muffled screams roar louder than the engine. She jerks the car to a stop at the side of the road. Tires spit up dust and gravel. She removes a gun from her purse and opens the trunk, where she finds the source of the screams. The wounded man blinks in the harsh sunlight. Mi amor, he gasps. She helps him out of the trunk and he collapses to the ground choking, sobbing. She kneels and cradles his bloody head in her elegant, perfectly manicured hands. She wipes his face with the blindfold, gently, and looks into his eyes. She kisses him deeply on the mouth. A coyote watches from a distance. At the boom of the gunshot, he jumps and sniffs the air. Suddenly, vultures and sirens are everywhere. To be continued... The Bold and the Beautiful Cry 2, Episode 2. We join the story after the arrest of the beautiful woman in an interrogation room where she is surrounded by handsome police officers. The woman, calm, imperious, and still beautiful, sits confidently, her eyes locked on El Jefe, the very bold chief of police who sits across from her. Behind him stands a cavalcade of brave police officers at attention. She pulls a cigarette from her purse, and on cue, every single officer leans forward with a light, including El Jefe. She leans in further than she needs to, but deep enough for him to get a glimpse of her bra, which is covered in jewels. She sits back and blows a few smoke rings before exhaling a never-ending plume of smoke that somehow makes her even more beautiful. El Jefe places a bottle of tequila between them. He tells her, I want to know everything. I need to know everything. But before you speak, you should know that you have the right to remain silent, and anything you say may be held against you in a court of law. Do you understand these rights? Her bitter laughter fills the room for an instant, and then turns to sobs. Through her tears, she signals to El Jefe to pour her another. Rights? Rights? I have no rights. I have never had any rights. Only... Tears. And she tells her story. To be continued, or maybe not. The Bold and the Beautiful Cry 2, Episode 3. When we last left the interrogation room, the beautiful woman was confessing to murder, and the bold El Jefe was falling in love with her. The beautiful woman, her voice, and her story will haunt the bold El Jefe for the rest of his days. But he doesn't know that yet. He only knows that the rest of his days belong to her. He is now her prisoner. He pours them both another tequila as she begins. My name is Magdalena Perez, but I am known as La Bebe. The man that I killed was the love of my life, but I hated him more than he loved me, and he hated me more than I loved him, and I loved him less than... El Jefe interrupts, demands a pen and paper from his men, and draws a Venn diagram to better follow along. La Bebe continues her saga. I first met my father when I was 20 years old, at the local Asylum for the Criminally Insane, where my stepmother, La Cuchilla, 
the knife, had me imprisoned after her fiancé killed himself because I wouldn't marry him. My father, El Tio Pepe, Uncle Joe, was in the cell next door to mine. She had him imprisoned there, too. When we met, it was muerte. To be continued? Maybe. The Bold and the Beautiful Cry 2, Episode 4 We rejoin the beautiful La Bebe and the bold El Jefe. A single telenovela tear trickles down La Bebe's sculpted cheek. El Jefe takes her hand, still covered in gunpowder, presses it to his lips, and nods. She continues, La Cuchilla owned the asylum and filled it with her enemies. For example, store clerks who wouldn't take returns, Men who promised they would call her the next day, but didn't. And whoever put an empty milk carton back into the refrigerator. When I was born, even though I was said to be the most beautiful baby ever born in mi pueblo, my birth mother, La Cara de Papa, the potato head, ran away with a tennis instructor who abandoned her when he discovered she didn't look that great in white. My father married La Cuchilla immediately. When I was five, she threw me out and told my father that I had run away. I had to raise myself in the town junkyard, where my only friend was a raccoon too dumb to know there's no food in a junkyard, only misery and tears. El Jefe looks stricken. The junkyard? In the middle of Las Lagrimas de Plata? Tears of silver? That junkyard? Now it's La Bebe's turn to be shocked. To be continued. Or not. The Bold and the Beautiful Cry 2, Episode 5 We join the beautiful La Bebe and the bold El Jefe as they learn they have a junkyard in common. Do you know me? Mi preciosa, I have known you my entire life. I wasn't always so bold. When I was a frightened little boy, my father would threaten to leave me in the junkyard so I would learn to be brave like the beautiful little girl who grew up in the junkyard with her pet raccoon. I heard that tale my entire life, but I never knew you were real. You are La Chica de la Chatara, the girl of scrap. Thanks to you, your strength and your beauty, I am bold. La Bebe lights a cigarette and throws her head back into peals of laughter that quickly turn to sobs. Did you think because I am beautiful I have never suffered? Then you're a fool. I have suffered more because of my beauty. Mirena, I must confess, I love you, and I love you more than you hate the man that you killed, but maybe a little less than. You can't be in love with me. I killed a man in cold blood right in front of you, and you are the chief of police. El Jefe stands up suddenly and throws his badge and gun on the table. He reconsiders and reholsters his gun. Then I renounce my title, my position, and my fortune for your love. At the word fortune, La Bebe grabs his hand. Not so fast, mi amor, not so fast. Maybe we can work something out? To be continued? Maybe. The Bold and the Beautiful Cry 2, Episode 6 
We rejoin the beautiful Lababe and the bold El Jefe in the interrogation room. As Lababe has just learned, El Jefe is not only bold, he is super rich, too. He takes her hands in his. My fortune, my title, my lands, they're all meaningless. Please tell me more about the man you killed. La Bebe takes the last cigarette and waves the empty pack at one of the officers, who promptly runs out for another. The man you saw me kill? Earlier today? That one? Is there more than one, Amor? El Jefe asks. Mi vida, don't let the details imprison us. The man you saw me kill earlier today, that one, was known as El Torpe, the clumsy guy. He was blackmailing me. He knew about my past, that I grew up on a garbage dump, that my father and I met in the asylum for the criminally insane, and that... An angry El Jefe interrupts. How much money did he want? My fortune, if I agree to take it back, will protect you. Yeah, I want to get back to that fortune of yours in a minute, but El Torpe didn't want money. El Jefe asks her in a terrified whisper. So if he didn't want money... What in God's name did he want? To be continued. Or maybe not. The Bold and the Beautiful Cry 2, Episode 7 When we left La Bebe and El Jefe, they were waiting for more cigarettes and tequila. Once the fresh supplies are delivered, La Bebe breaks down sobbing once again. El Jefe again demands to know what La Bebe's blackmailer wanted, if it was not money. He wanted me, she sobs through more tears. He insisted he had to destroy me because he loved me. That once he tore me down and burned me up in the eyes of the world, I would be his forever. That by exposing me, he'd become my world. But he forgot that I grew up with a raccoon for my only friend, so I was used to treachery. And my food and trinkets always disappearing. His plan was to make everyone hate me, so that I would have only him to turn to. He wanted me to marry him, have his children, who he would also turn against me, and grow old with him. Old! Can you imagine me? Old? I'm too beautiful to become old. El Jefe is outraged. And I am too bold to stand by and watch you grow old. That bastard. I wish you hadn't killed him so I could do it myself. A now cool and composed La Bebe says, I'm so glad you understand. So we're all good here? Can we talk about you reclaiming your fortune now? To be continued. Or maybe not. The muy gran finale of The Bold and the Beautiful Cry 2. It's nine months later. We're in a sunny plaza in front of an elaborate cathedral. Flowers are everywhere and colorful paper flags fill the skies. It's a mariachi wedding, with white horses pulling a storybook carriage, delivering the very beautiful and very pregnant bride. La bebé is having a bebé. But the handsome groom riding in on a stallion is El Mariachi. Suddenly, with tires screeching, a cavalcade of black-on-black Yukons stops in front of the plaza. 
El Jefe climbs out of the lead Yukon wearing an all-black leather Johnny Cash suit. He's got a gigantic gun in one hand and a bottle of tequila in the other. Like an Esther Williams movie from hell, the doors of the other Yukons glide open simultaneously and dozens of men dressed and armed just like him emerge from the cars. El Jefe goes right for La Bebe. She covers her gigantic stomach and screams, Don't shoot! I'm pregnant! Meanwhile, El Mariachi gallops away. El Jefe taunts La Bebe. Your new man is not bold enough for you. Imbecile! She yells. What are you doing here? What do you want? He is menacingly close to her. I want the fortune you stole from me. He takes her in his arms and caresses her baby belly. And mis beautiful bebes, both of you. They kiss passionately. La bebe slaps, then caresses his cheek. But mi amor, you're so bold. What's happened to you? El Jefe gets on one knee and holds out his hand. The one without the gun. You happen to me, Mirena. Come with me and I'll tell you my story. Fin.